Hello everyone um, and welcome to episode 2 of Kit Calls. Um, today we've got two, well, we've got one returning guest from his first episode and we've got a new guest. And we also have a stalker in the um, thing as we record this. Um, so first of all um, I'll introduce the returning person which is Videl Valor. Hello, I'm, I'm Valor here. Glad to be back on for another episode of this podcast. The next person that we have is Oakwood Stud, who I believe is just called Oak on the site. Yes, just Oak on the forum on JSync. Um, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Um, so let's get to the first like thing to speak about which i imagine the easiest thing would be um we have a new, we have a few things we can run down um so well, let's start off with let's just say let's say we start off with spring training um so for, to, we've had two spring training um lot, lots of spring training um sims before the Start of the regular season, obviously, is how it goes. Um, to get rid of rust and stuff and check for any kind of potential errors. Um, so, let's start off with the fact that apparently there has been an error with us. Um, with our... Um, I think, he, I think well, Gurin is in here, so I'm not the best to explain what's happened. But it sounded like there's been a problem with keeping automatic coaching on. Um, and that made it so any kind of changes we had had sorted. Um, I'm guessing being just completely just knocked out of wall, um, and they just kept doing whatever they wanted. Um, but for us first preseason games, okay. Uh, so apparently the AI just kept changing his lineups before games, um, between games. So anyway, like what we're gonna say is, so for his first, um, yeah, so his first lot of Sims, we went um, five and seven, um, and we had a decent run, and it seemed like a lot of the games were high scoring. Um, you're both batters, so how does that fit? Like, so what do you think about the fact that we were getting quite a lot of? Um, runs but the pitching wasn't the best well i'll start with that you know the the errors in the coaching lineup i didn't really think much about it at the time i did notice but i didn't think much about it but it makes sense because gurin mentioned that he wanted to move me and someone else down in the lineup couldn't i can't remember who else it was but i noticed during this last spring training sim that i was still batting fourth or fifth i can't remember so it didn't look like i got moved down so that definitely makes a lot of sense in regards to all the runs being scored by the team i'm moderately surprised with our tpe totals and some of the pitching we've been up against it's definitely a pleasant surprise but yeah i think the team especially in the first sim uh it really played better than my expectations at least yeah, honestly, I think we've been performing a little bit above expectations this preseason. 
slash spring training because I didn't expect us to do much. Well, obviously, because I didn't notice the error with the coaching stuff, which, as most of you know, it, it exists. So, yeah. And I also honestly thought that the high runs was helping to get give a little confidence to the young players on this team like myself. Yeah, which which I'll say like Valor I think has definitely been playing much better than his TPE totals would. Yeah, I just feel like I'm performing at at like a thousand TPE even on like 500 something, 600. Yeah, and so like last season I was I was hovering around the between 450 and 500s, and, and I, I feel like last season I played much better than my TPE. I was somewhat in the talks for Rookie of the Year, so you could definitely... Are you a rookie this year, Valor? I feel like yes, I am. I played with the Kingpins yeah. the last two seasons. Yeah, the, the Kingpins last two seasons, they're actually... It's a bit like um, misleading their, um, you know, TP, the um, regression season, because they joined as the groups were changing, so... Um, you know, as uh, season twenty never existed, uh, as in like the regression class. Um, so they went into the season twenty drafts, or very short draft, um, and essentially we've got a few people from that draft, as it seems. I know we got DJ Law, and I want to say um, that Rich Evans were also in that one as well. So we've got like yeah, a lot. Yes, um, we have a few from this. We have like three from that bit when they were very small draft, like I said. Um, but the other thing which I want to bring up, and I, I think the stadiums in spring training are generic as well. Yeah, they um, make it as bland as possible. Yeah, well, what, what, the thing is, is what, what, why I'm bringing this up is the actual um, um, the actual stadium we're going for is actually more batter friendly than it is pitching friendly. Um, so as a result, you, um, we are expecting to get bigger runs and stuff like that, helping people are batting because realistically, um, batting will be the bit that's more um, come on than as pitching. We have like relief pitching, obviously that uh, um, about 400, 300 TP in there, not terrible. Um, for relief pitch, that's when you can expect to come up, but when. Our best pitcher is me at just over a thousand TPE, um, and then all rest are inactives. It's one of those things where um, essentially we've gone for batting to try and help a few different people get the batting averages up. Um, yeah, 800 TPE is elite for um, Relief pitchers, um, yeah, but that, like I was saying, like you're saying, eight hundred. That, that's um, from Goring his writing, so I'll pop in every now and again with what he's saying. But um, the thing is, at the minute we've got, um, we've got, uh, like I was saying, so at the minute we've got not great starting pitching rotation, because um, ideally I should not be number one um, anyway. Um, but that's going to be the way it is for a few seasons. So I'm expecting my totals to be terrible for a bit. Um, because I was looking into some test sims today. And because I'm a knuckleballer, essentially, I I did some test sims against, you know, Indianapolis. So I'm thinking, you know, that's another team that's not great. Um, and 
as a result, we've actually um, we do win them in most games. I, I think we, we, we like just over 50-50. Um, we were winning them, but the the problem was is that I and this is like with me. I tried it where I had my base, my my um you know build I've got now. And then with a junk baller build, and essentially my wins went up, and the team wins obviously went up by a hundred, and that's quite a big jump. Um, and it's some of that I'm trying to think about and trying to weigh in. Like, do I sacrifice my own role play for, you know, like the team? Um, and it's one of them things like, oh, thinking by time, you know, we become competitive anyway. I'll have enough TP for it not to be to not matter, luckily. Um, so it's one of them things like at the minutes where I know I'm going to be terrible. We're going to be you know terrible on starting pitching rotation, and it's it, batting's going to be the main key strength. Um, so I think when it comes to the actual season, I expect us to keep getting these decent run amount games. It's just I think the pitching's not going to be there. Um, so is there any games like because uh, I've got them all in front of me here? Um, for runs or wins or all like during spring training because the one that really stood out to me which I think was the 18 to 16 uh, run game where we won against um, SAS it was 18 to 12 18 to 12 like that one that one really stood out to me I never like I've got um, I'm up here and Alex but so wait what um, we've got yeah, eighteen to twelve, where Valor got put thing game, and we lost, we lost eight to two with crabs, thirteen to three. And the thing I took away from all this, like in first sim anyway, we'll get a second lot of sims afterwards. Is no matter if we're winning or losing, the one thing that was constant is we were still getting runs. Um, and obviously I'm guessing as because I've been a batter before, um, but I was more aimed at towards being defensive. Um. I imagine that that's good for batters to see that they're actually producing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think mentally it's just better for, especially these these younger players, the newer players to PBE is just seeing a little bit of success and building upon that. Success. Yeah, I'm gonna say I understand that. The, the the one of the big problems in the PB, and I think Gurin would agree with me, is that the, the problem is is when you're at the bottom, like um, you know, starting from the bottom, and you've not got many like high TP players and stuff. People can get disheartened because of the like the lack of runs and not seeing the player do well. And I've read this proposal in past where I brought up and stuff like that where. Essentially, I think that we do minors very, not, not weirdly, um, but it's more of the fact that, you know, when you're at the top, um, when you're a team at the top, it's very hard um, to compete, uh, you know, if you're one of the lower teams, because uh, you've, you've not got this high TP player that's coming in, and the problem is, is like, let's say, um, we have um, Valor coming up now, like, um, are you like nearly 500, um, Valor? Um, can you hear me a lot? I can hear you. I don't know what's happening. I can hear you fine. 
Yeah, asking him, like, so are you nearly 500 TP, Valor? Yeah, I'm like nearly 500 TP. I can just pull up the tracker real quick. Yeah, because the reason why I'm saying this is like, um, me and Gurren's talked about this in the past, that for a batter, you would genuinely need to be around about the thousands um, to be a good batter in the PB. And that's, yeah, I'm that's... only 551 TPE. Yeah, so like the, the thing is, is you need to be about a thousand to be a good uh, batter in the PB. And the problem with it is um, the people at the top, and this has been like a thing I've noticed, is when they're at the top, They've got all these like a thousand some TP batters, and then as they're regressing, um, they then go out onto free agency and you know, pick up all these players that are now on the developing teams, and that's something we've had a problem. I'd say with at the minute as it looks like that's the thing I'm saying. But the thing where I bring up bring up miners is, um, uh, so like for example, we've had to bring up um, um, go, uh, we've had to bring up uh, Val, like I was saying. And next season, there's a chance of us have to bring up another um, few other players that are in his minor system. Um, you know what we drafted this year. Um, and ideally, we'd want to, you know, let them um, develop a bit longer. But the problem is, is with me at least, is when I'm looking at trying to develop them. Is yes, we can, you know, leave them down and stuff like that. It's just how long do you leave them down? Um, and then, for example, they technically could just walk on the third, fourth season. Um, and it's somewhat where I've, and even then, like, so when we call them up, so like, say it's season, what, season three, start of the contract, yeah. Um, if we bring them up then, they're still, what, so like 500 TP. And it's still not realistically enough to be a good player, and it's, it's one of them things where, like, I don't think there's any, like, way, like, any way that the current um, system that we have, where a player can come up and be good. So, like, you know when you've got a team like ours, where we're starting off and a lot of players are younger and stuff like that? Um, you were going to have players look a bit, like, they're always going to be like, oh, well, I'm not doing great. And it's just, like, it's not that you're not doing great. It's just that TP average, for some reason, is... I don't know, like, I think it's too... I think, like, we've got the miners where maybe we start off with too little as a batter. I'm, I'm not sure how to explain it. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, t I totally know what you mean. In fact, I totally like... know what you mean as well. Because, like, obviously, miners, that like, you're doing fine, but as soon as you come up to the majors, until you hit about a 1,000, you are genuinely on these bigger teams anyway. Um, right. And questionable. So I, I, I think... I think giving them that extra year in the minors helps them get a little bit better when they come up. So I think that that was kind of a step in the right direction. But at the same time, it's kind of like you're it's give and take because you're giving them extra time in the minors. But then like it, you're also more than likely if these are new players to. Yeah. Yeah. My like so one of my biggest. Like we were talking about it with like that. One of my biggest problems, like, so we talked about that, and obviously with our team, the, the thing is, you still, we're going to be able to see these outliers of, you know, players who are doing well, players who are having problems and stuff. And even though we've got a low TP team ish, like, um, I still think we're going to be able to have some decent games and stuff like that. I think they are going to be few and far between. Um, 
but the ones that I like, the ones that I'm looking at, and I look as our, you know, like for example, our, you know, way to test as team. Um, and I've seen this in spring training. Is we'll be looking at obviously against Nash, uh, um, against um, Indy, you know, Indianapolis, Sarasota, I'd say, um, Nola, and Crabs, because they seem to be in the same. Um, like range, I'd say, you know, and build state, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like the the crabs are rebuilding right now. Yeah, no, the the crabs are really rebuilding. Um, um, Goran's just posted something, which I'm gonna have to ask quick quickly. Is, is that is that a sim of the season, Goran? Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, the Goran's sim season, and he has us come in bottom of our league which I, I think everyone I think we expected right now the one which I find really interesting in that sim what Gurin's put up is Detroit not Detroit Nashville being as low as they are that's very yeah that's very interesting because I it's thought it's weird that Nashville is under I don't yeah I don't uh, is batting, um, where would batting average be Gurin just so I know it's 213 average so does that actually like, is that bad or good? I can't really tell because, like, we're above. We're, we're not. Looks like second lowest. Only Detroit has worse than us. Yeah, I mean, it isn't. Obviously, it is a Wazikow where it is lower, but at the same time, um, I know that Sarasota have a bit more, have a few more batters, and then you have to look at in, you know, Indianapolis. They have a, they have a person in my draft class where they've got a thousand TPE. Demons are lower than us. Um, the one thing I would say with um, you know Nashville, what we spoke about already, if you look at the amount of like, for example, you know home runs, like yeah, we got 132, they got 134. Yeah. If, yeah. So it looks like our problem is um, is the runs against. Like I said, we're pitching. It looks like that's going to be our problem this season. Oh yeah, our ERA is the yeah. second highest. Basically, going to be can the pitchers get run support or not? Yeah, that that's why I expected. Um, I mean, I expected to be bottom. I really did. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like I'm still trying to decide against that uh, if I need to, if I should do that swap or not. Um, but yeah, like we, we've got a thing in front of us. So like the thing is, when I was looking at it, so um, I'll go back to what we were talking about with spring training. Um, in the second lot of spring training, I noticed the uh, the games went lower, and I don't know if what that is. I don't know if that's changing where they were doing it because I know the person who was simming were a, you know a brand new user. Um, so I don't know if that came up to anything. But uh, we actually have a lot of like I said, we have a little few rookies. Um, in his lineup this year, so we've got um, Utah Cloudera, who's a brand new player. We have um, Videl Valor, who's brand new as well. Um, we have um, Naz Hamed, who's brand new as well. Um, and I think the rest of us are caught, and then basically all of us relief pitching is brand new. Uh, and it shows you like the top. Prospects and basically a lot of Kashima players are on there. I, I think like was that the way I've been looking at it is Kashima's set up pretty well, you know, for the future, and that's not just in terms of players we've got, but the 
real estate we've got, um, you know, to move forward with in drafts. Because um, I don't know if you saw how many picks we picked up. But essentially, me and Gurren were just doing everything to just acquire picks. So, for we've got three first round picks coming. Um, and uh, no joke, that's actually quite interesting because, like, we've. Um, how many pe- how many teams make the playoffs? Does, does anyone know? Uh, six. Six. So in in this case in this case scenario, so it's basically guaranteed one from each side. Then it's the rest that is good, right? But it's by by win loss record. Yeah. So, so it's like so for, so it'd be in the sim. Death Valley getting first round buys according to yeah. the sim. San Antonio would play Boise. And the Voyagers would play the Vandals. Right, now this is where it becomes interesting. So, we have Nashville's pick. And we also have Boise's pick. So, that would put us in, like, having mid... I'd say mid-round picks. Um, and obviously, we've got, like... Yeah, Gurren just put it up about how many picks we have. So, realistically, we'd have the second overall pick... Um, the, I can't work it out, but I'd say about sixth, seventh pick. I'm not sure which one. It might be a bit higher. And then we've got wherever Boise finishes. I think we do it through win percent. Like, we don't do it through a, um, how far you get playoffs, do you? Um, but yeah, if you look there, we've clearly, we haven't got a third round pick. We've got fourth, two fourths and a few sixths. So we also got two seconds from the Raptors and Voyagers. Yeah, we know we've got three because we also have a zone. Um, so we actually have a few amount of picks. I think when you look at it, um, we have a decent amount of picks, and the also then you can look at it and see the you know the force we have. If anyone gets into cap trouble, you can trade yeah, them off I... and try and yeah and try and go like well you're gonna lose a third so. Yeah, I I definitely like the the way that you and Gary. I, yeah, I like, like that you guys decided to go with that and kind of trade all of the top players you got in the expansion, the high TP players in the expansion for draft picks. My personal yeah. feeling, I know, I know people kind of have different opinions on this, but my personal feeling is that's the most efficient, best way to rebuild. When you're yeah, well, the, the thing what me and Gurin decided, and I think we decided this years ago, I'm not, because me, me and Gurin's talked about jokingly having a team together for a bit. Um, but Gorin at the time was the GM of the Dillos. Um, and he already, like, my plan was at one point, you just get all the best players, trade them all. <laughs> um, so we've done better it, than It's I, funny, like, you, you laugh at that, but honestly, that's not a bad plan. I it's, really don't think that would work out that bad. It's like, the thing what I, the reason why I laugh at it is, um, I didn't expect it to work. I, I, I do a genuinely a part of me, I was like, oh, well, we're going to be stuck with some players. I mean, it didn't happen. We've got like I'd say what two older players left, and we've got Rove and Burdington. And yeah, those two are the older players, oldest yeah. players on the roster right now. And like, let's say if Burdington went, like they're not Burdington and um, I doubt Burdington will, but let's say Rove goes at the deadline, because um, that's a possibility. Because they're they are very good like designated hitters, so let's say someone wants an upgrade at a deadline. Um, the thing that I would find funny. Um, this is for me anyway. Um, is you you get a situation where 
the 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 youngest player then no sorry the oldest player then would be a season 17 player um which is me um i find that funny i don't know it's just it's one of them things like where, where i find it funny just because like the plan that i had has worked um uh one of the things that i will um say in terms of stuff that we're working out is we are in a situation i don't know if you've seen us stuff on um the compendium we're in a good situation as well where a lot of these players are tied down for a bit um i say i think it's except rove and um stud like awkward in here but we are working on a contract with awkward um so right, hopefully... I didn't work on that with you and Gurren. Um, I want a one-year contract. Yeah, yeah we're, like, we're, we're trying to work out. It's just... The reason why we're... Like, the reason... The other thing is, and this is like one of my main things about why I want to re-sign somebody. Um, signing, the reason why I'm wanting to sign someone is... Um, I feel like there's a morale thing, because like, I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't know if, I don't think it was the same with... Nola, but definitely in the you know the earlier ones. Um, the earlier expansion teams are genuinely um, lost basically all the players. Um, yeah. Ex- like for example, the only player that I know stuck with an expansion team is actually on this team right now, which is um, Ivy Leaf, um, which is Dren. And she stuck with Cancun until she retired recently, like last season. So uh, it's one of them things like it's a very um, something that I'm shocked to like. The other reason I'll bring up about we talked about expansion quickly. um, The reason why I decided um, to, you know, do the thing of get high players and then trade them is. um, And then we would I think what we decided was get some good high players early. And then go for the you know the younger ones, is because we saw in the um, uh, what's the word? Yeah, so we've been um, trying to replicate some of the older drafts. So like you know in the older ones, I because I, when did you join the league, awkward? Because I think that's the best way to ask this. Because I, I don't know if you saw the last expansion draft or not. Because I, I am I'm terrible and don't remember the um, regression classes of people. Um, he first appeared in April of this year. So I think that's actually before. Yeah, that would be that was after it. Um, so yeah, so essentially what every team what what it's been like up until you know this this one now, is we've had one team. Yeah, so yeah, you'd missed it. So up until this expansion, we've had one team winning, trying to win, um, and then one team going for a full rebuild, and then whatever Nashville did. I, that's the easiest way to explain the whatever Nashville did, because they did some questionable um, ideas at the beginning. Nashville, an interesting thing just to throw out there as well, and now trying to do the Cancun method of like you know bringing a load of players in to hope that they can win a championship... Um, however, unlike Nashville, uh, sorry, I mean Cancun at the time, is they didn't have the batters to back them up. Um, um, anyway, so w- w- where are I going with this? Oh yeah, so 
me and Gurin, and I'm guessing, you know, Indianapolis as well, we looked at it like, if you look at all the teams that have got in, you know, for the win-now approach, they've all been dismantled in two seasons, and most of the time they've lost all draft picks. Um, yeah, so I kind of noticed, because I came to the league right after an expansion draft, and I got drafted yeah. by Ola. Um, it was something that we kind of talked about in the, in the NOLA locker room a little bit was the comparison between Detroit and NOLA because they started at the same time and they were going about their rebuild in seemingly pretty different ways. And I, yeah. you kind of look at Detroit now and they're they're definitely, I don't think they're where they wanted to be. And I think NOLA feels pretty no. good about where they're at. I, mean, I think like the thing where, where I, I look at it is Nola's okay, and they did some decent bringing people in. Um, but I do feel like they could have accelerated, you know, how we were trying to do it. Accelerated the build by having more, you know, draft picks. I, I think they didn't have that many draft picks at one. Like, to start off with, they just had, you know, like, said the first seven, and that's it. Um, right. And that's why I wanted to go. That's the reason I wanted to go. Um... I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Like what Gorin said, we could have potentially pulled a Florida um, where you, we could have gone out and tried to pick people up. But I, I don't know. With, with me, I don't think that's the... Um, that's the way forward because if you look at someone like Florida, um, even then with Florida, did they really pull it off? Because they never won a cup and then got into cap trouble and then went on to not have a... Um, good car to bring up around them well i mean arguably it's it's not too late for that right like uh, you can kind of start with the rebuild the way you are and then always bring in free agents with the reduced cap in later yeah, seasons like, yeah like because the way i see it now is what we can do for me outwards is we take the players we have now we build it then this is our i'm planning to win we take the players we have now we build around them, except like obviously the, the, we have a few inactives in this lineup, and we have some older players who would even want to leave to go to a winning team. Like when I say that, I mean pro, pro. Um And then we have some inactives. So the idea would be, and I think going to agree with me, is we draft to pick up players to re- like to replace those lot, um, and then we can all start developing at the same way, and and hopefully get to the same points. Uh, the same beats at the same at similar times um we've got this season like to end season off we're in a very good position for like you know when teams give out bonuses um you know if you've hit you know if you get to a certain point um with your um budget you know if you're underneath your budget you can give out bonuses or do position swaps and stuff um, we're in a really unique situation at the minute where we've got like I think it's 27 and a half million to give out on bonuses. Yeah. So that's going to be a very good chunk to be able to give out decent bonuses to people. And I want to, and I think this is going to be the best way to do it. Yeah, you can see cap there, like Indianapolis is nearly up near the cap. They're only 10 well, million. We're like, yeah, we're pretty well under the cap. Yeah, like. The, the the thing where I've been looking at <clears throat> looking at it 
is my contract helps a lot with that because I got most of my contract played in the first season. I had 23 million last year, um, and now this year I'm earning free. Um, I was last, basically the last of the old contract system we did. So, and and next season we've got younger players and stuff like that. And it is one of those things where we can keep building. We'll be under cap, but because we're under the cap, any free agents this season. Um, so if you look at Noel or you look at Nashville, yeah, they're currently only under um, by what seven million um, and. 17 million for example the other ones are under a bit more but we've got we're in a unique position where we can offer a bit higher to some people to be like come here for a bit trusting it and stuff like that because that i think what we need to be doing is going for the middle people if that makes sense like going for more under the radar people in free agency yeah like i i the way i'm I'm looking is we do that anyway um we've got the cap for it we've done that and obviously me and gorin's then now we have to start doing massive research for the next draft um it's going to be easier i'm not going to lie for both of us i imagine um this upcoming draft has a lot of good recreates in there you see i'm a person here too i'm not gonna i'm gonna say i'm not gonna lie to you that i'm actually more excited for the new users than i am the recreate i've seen some of them around and i like them yeah i know there's a lot of good new users in the minor leagues yeah like which makes it very interesting the, the delay in the drafting for the majors gives you a lot more time to kind of feel that out. I've been a person who was always drafted by the gut on certain players. Um, alone up. And at the minute, it's um, been... I think it's four players that I've always... like. No, there have been six players I've said to draft and one of them's flopped. Out of the six, where I've just gone like this player's going to be good, and then they go, "Why are they going to be good?" And I'm like, "I can't explain it." Um, and by the way, one of the players that flopped, um, just so I quickly put this out there, flopped due to the country going into lockdown of COVID. Um, so they genuinely worked on an army base and stuff like that, and essentially their life just got hectic. And it's somewhat where you know, what I mean, you can be like, "Yeah, that makes sense why they flopped," because they were burning really well at the time um before all this happened so it's one of them things like with me if i have a guttural for your feeling about someone that's it i'm set my mindset that this is the player we're getting um which is gonna be fun fun conversation with gurin when i when when i shock him and i'm like gurin we're not getting a recreate with number two (laughs) right i i actually have a feeling and this is where i've been looking at it that i am the number two slot i imagine people would be wanting to get because like we've said we've mentioned at the minute there's a good amount of recreates um you've got what max diesel moonlight um can Gurin, can you think of any others slm's in this class too slm um there's a, yeah, there's a few but the like there's some of them come with baggage um and stuff like that like with me personally i know which players i'd want to draft and stuff like that and then you've got new users that are coming in you've got dogwood um kate um there's some others that i cannot remember right now i know glimms in this class love this user so much oh there's glimms it was really like an interesting and fun user um 
stuff like that. There's like a few that I, I would say that the really good users and given the season um, to look them over, that's going to be good. Um, and I mean, yeah. it's going to be easier for me and Gurren. Like, we had to prepare. Yeah, Glims seems. Yeah, it's Glims is a ReZero fan. Um, um, but yeah, like I was saying, um, it's going to be easier for me and Gurren because of the thing um, about the last draft is we had to prepare for the two drafts and the, both of the drafts were back to back. Like, so you'd have one one day and we had the one other. So, like, with me, it destroyed me, like, needing to. Yeah, and it kind of leaves problem, you. Like, not... I mean, I, I basically at the end, like, in round three, like, just after round three, night four, I just, like, I don't know what the fuck to pick. Just anyone, just cry. Um. I mean, we got, we got, we got two, we got two extra actives out of it, so that's, you know what I mean, what it is and good. Yeah. Um, we've already got a lot of good people from this. Yeah, we've got a lot of good people. Uh, like, Simo's a really good person. Dren is Dren. Um, I mean, let's be honest, that was probably the um, least, like, like, the worst kept secret about the draft is me picking up Dren. Um... We got um, Ryan, who's really, obviously, just a great user all around. Um, in the second round, we picked up some bum named Sailor Twift. Um, yeah, what a bum. This yeah, guy's a boss. Yeah, massive bust. Um, uh, we picked up Troy Pressing, who was like a middle earner, so there. Um, I feel Could like be if a we can pick potentially. Yeah. Um, then we got Ricky McDonough, who's also active, and there's somebody who, um, like I said at the minute, is one of these people like got the money. They are interested, but they've got certain stuff going in their life. We've got, we've given them a, like a two-year contract plus optional third, and we can see how it goes from there with that one. Though. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I admire your stance on, on your newer users instead of just always going after recreates because I feel like I can see why people look at the safety of recreates and say that yeah. that's what they want. But at the same time, if you're trying to in, entice new people, you know, like if you always pick new creates at the top, then it just kind of over time it's going to make it feel like kind of a, a good old boys club where yeah. everybody's just kind of picking their friends that they know and it kind of decentivizes the glamour of the league for newer users yeah because like the reason with me when i've looked at it and this is like the easiest way to look at it for like what i want about with, re with new players compared to older ones is um so you've got players who are older like beaver who really should be higher in the tp class and tp than they actually are it's just that they've stopped um bovo are a recreate and they bust um there's a few others like this where they've recreated and not been great so just because for a recreate, a good example. Uh, no, Shaq's not a good example. Shaq's Shaq, and I don't know how to put it in any other terms other than it being Shaq is Shaq. Like the thing with Shaq is, it comes with the thing of you know obviously recreating constantly, but he also then comes with the baggage of you're getting Shaq if that makes sense. So like, yeah. it's in the sense of sometimes that is a good thing, sometimes that's a bad thing. I mean. And I'm being nice to you, Valor. Um, if you was in any other draft, I imagine that you would have fallen quite a bit. 
Yeah, I was kind of expecting that, to be honest. I, I am not going to lie, I'm still shocked I went number two in my draft class. Um, because the thing that um, you and Oak would probably... I mean, you probably knew a bit of it, uh, about but Oak could wouldn't have known. Is I had a player prior to this um, that was called Manto Rune, and I retired them around about 1,200 TPE, um, way before they went into the Prime. Um, and that was the last expansion, um, because I thought that I was going to get a team and stuff like this, so I was like going all in and going, do you know what, I'm retiring it, recreating with this new team, we'll go forward being this team that's young, um, basically what we're doing now. Um, and then that didn't work, and then I've got this one player though where I'm like, oh shit. So a lot of people in my, you know, I thought was like, oh, I'm going to drop, I'm going to drop a bit. Um, but then Boise for some reason are like, no, we're taking you second. Like, I never, like, it's not a discredit to them, and I think, obviously, like, if this expansion never came up, I would have left. Um, but, I don't know, I feel like they could have took me for, you know, fifth. For example, they had two picks in that draft. Because um, a lot of people genuinely didn't have me going in the first round at all. Um... Like, a, a question would be, like, I, I ask Gurren and they can write it for us. How do you think you'd do if you went to the draft now and you didn't have to go to an expansion team? Like, how about, like, another one would be Gurren. I mean, Vala, how do you think you'd do if you went into a bigger draft class? I would probably slide to, like, round three, round four. I wouldn't say round three, just the amount of teams. I'd say, that, like, maybe the end. End of round four, uh, round two, sorry. Early round three, because you know, obviously, now what? By end of round two, you're at the 28th. Um, yeah, because the amount of sheer talent available then would probably cause yeah, me to drop. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, at the minute, Awkward is just stood that's sat there just being like, but I'm a new player. <laughs> Right. I... Um, is this your first sim league? No. I know yours is not, but I'm asking awkward. Is it your first sim league, or were you in a different league before? This is my first sim league. Did you join yeah. any others? No, this is my first and the only one that I've ever been a part of like this. Yeah, yeah. I I'm in um tons. I, I I'm a glutton for pun. Um. I mean, he has so nobody, when I came here, nobody really, nobody, well, I won't say nobody really, nobody knew me. I didn't have any friends from other assemblies, anything like that. And yeah. I, I was shocked with how high I went in the drafts. Where, how, how, where did you go? I, I want to say I was drafted 30th overall, near the bottom of the third round in the majors. Third round in the majors. I'm trying to remember what S18 draft were like. Hang on, I can pull it up real quick. In my draft, there was a lot of high-earning TPE players. Like, if you go look at Season yeah. 18 version right now. So, so even with as well as I may have turned out for the people who drafted me, I feel like with the benefit of hindsight, I don't know if I would have really went much higher competing against 
the people that were in the class with me. Because Vidal, um, Gorin's looked it up where um, that oak, you're 32nd in that draft class. Um, and then for so season 19, which is even more interesting because obviously season 19 compares um, would be like I said leftovers. Um, yeah, I I I'll guess in that was that one of the, was that like his last 100 player drafts. Um, I think if you put me in a different draft class because I've I've kind of yeah. went back and looked at this because I try to compare myself to where I was drafted mm. and and PPE levels with those drafted with me and I I'm pretty much how I've earned, I'm pretty much on par with my draft position. I think if yeah. you put me in just about any other draft class, though, and I'm probably top 20, top 15. Yeah, you, yeah, you so. probably are. It's, it is one of them things where you get um, um, a good example was S, yeah, still 30. Yeah. So, like, you've got, like, um, S13 that were similar and S15, I want to say, that were similar with having these bigger draft classes, which bring quite a few people in... Um, and it then does skew the way that it looks, and I imagine that's going to be a bit, you know, for a bit as well, because obviously, like when you recreate eventually, um, you're going to have to also potentially, you know, be recreating with those players, um, and it's going to be like in that. That's how I looked at it, anyways. Like we're going to have it in cycles, um, and that's how we have already always done it. Um, yeah, it's definitely a lot of competition. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm completely fine with that. I, I just want to contribute to the team that I'm on. But yeah, I, the, you look at season 19 and, and the way that I stacked up with how I earned against like season 19. Mm. Yeah, I think that would have been high second round, maybe even bottom of the first round. I mean, I, I mean, if you went in season 20, you would have gone basically in the first round, considering there weren't much of us. First and second round. Um, season 20 was one of the weirdest drafts ever. It was great because I remember being that was a sat weird there. Class. It was great because I remember being in because I'm in Boise's raw room at the time and I was helping him draft. None of us could be bothered, you know, to to do um um to do any kind of scouting or else. So we're like, what's the point? You know, like because there's that little amount of people available. Like we we do we we do it here. We do scouting here. Um, when it's big classes and obviously like. Uh, you know, I'd say over 20 people is a big, is a, not a big class, but you know what I mean? That's where you start scouting them, um, essentially. And, like, I think they had maybe 22, and, like, most of them were inactives. So, it, it is weird draft classes about the swap. And, I mean, one thing I want to know is, how do you feel about the swap um, in how they're doing the draft classes? I honestly... As a, I've previously seen this system in the ISFL before, hmm. so I'm used to it. They basically give you more time to develop as a player. Can Can I explain what my biggest problem with it? Sure thing. My biggest problem with it is that I think we put a bit too much stock in them. And I, like easiest way to explain this is that like um. We do it where you get a year, like say a year before to, you know, develop. But realistically, you're still never going to have these people who are coming straight out of the draft to the majors. And I don't know what, how we'd fix this problem, but I don't know, it feels like to me, and this is a problem in every sim league I've been in, other than the VHL, where we've got um, 
these players who are going high in, in first round and stuff like that, and I feel like we should have more of them that are actually you know, playing in the first season. Now, I will say this. I don't watch... I don't watch baseball tons. I only watch the MPB. I don't watch American football. Um, I'm mainly a hockey person. And in hockey, that is something that happens. You know what I mean? Where a player will be drafted, let's say top five, and maybe the first three will start. Usually they have, usually have probably the highest chance to get called up early. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say is like... Um, I find it interesting uh, that we don't have any... We don't have many... Not any, but many. Um, so we have got one this season, straight away call-ups. And I don't think that the way that they've done the draft will help doing that kind of thing. But like, I was wondering, what do you... Like, Like that's one of the biggest problems for me. If you're asking somewhat about, like, real-life baseball, I mean, that does happen in, in professional baseball also, not just in hockey. But my, my take on, on PVE is I feel like... Um, yeah. The, the change in the draft classes and the minors, I, I think it's, I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. I, I get, I, I feel like it's a given and a take. Is it's it's keeping players down there so you have a better idea on who you want to draft as a majors team. But for the players, it kind of pushes them out from getting to the majors and getting drafted, and it kind of leaves them on a ledge a little bit. So I'm not really sure how you close that gap. Yeah, I, 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 the, the, the thing with me is, is like, I don't know, I don't know if two hundred is enough. If that, if that makes any sense to like, because like, the thing is, I'd like to see, um, I'd like to see to like, not all the time, but like, potentially having it where, let's say, a first over, first overall pick is called up. I, I, I just I don't I don't know it, it's just the thing of like might be just you know the hockey person in me. Um, well, like something you mentioned earlier, you know, with players being able to be competitive and have good stats early, and how that's kind of that incentivizes them to stick around, especially new users. One thing, yeah, that was, it, maybe maybe you could have a longer minor league system before you get we, to the majors, so that they can kind yeah. of. Compete at a higher level in the market. But it's interesting. It's interesting you mentioned this because me and Gurren and I think it will LGM like we're talking about this in past, um, where we've had a few different ideas of it. So there's there's like we've had three. Uh, we had two different ideas. So the first one is we make it so we you don't remove the miners, but you remove um, well, there's technically three, I guess. So you don't remove the miners. Um, but you make it so there's two different versions of the minors. So you've got minors and then let's say college. Yeah? If yeah. you go the minors route... Yeah, so if you go the minors route, you start off with 100 TPE, whatever. Um, and then you can, you know, you start playing up through that. And then the second bit is college. So you go 100 to 350, for example, yeah? And I think we then said, instead of making it bogged down in the minors, you know, like the amount of players are in there... You make another tier which will three hundred with three fifty to seven hundred. So they keep, you know, progressing and not not just banking. Um and stuff like that. Um and then we had then, then the other option which I thought which were an interesting option but no one would ever get behind me with it is have it so you can start off the league with five hundred TP but you give up regression class for it. 
so like you work out whatever let's say 500 tp is you know regression class wise um for being a max earner without equipment do you know what i mean yeah and i, and I and definitely then, that's a bad idea because that will definitely help people feel more competitive right off the bat yeah the, the, the yeah i think what the problem would be with that is you would then get people bypassing miners altogether and then that becomes a new route but um it's one of those things like i say that but at the same time obviously you'll get to the people at 500 tp which if you are a max earner you'll be above that but it's just looking at it it's one of these things where i feel like we are we're okay with what we're doing currently um and this has been my entire thing with most of the stuff in sim leagues is yes what we're doing is fine um but we shouldn't just be accepting fine complacency feels like yeah being complacent and fine with where we're at right now is only going to either keep us here or we're going to digress over time. Yeah, like, because we've got, um, so, like, for example, one of the pro things at the minute that um, is being considered a problem is, is draft um, capital and how many people we've got to draft through. So, this season, we have we have more than we did for last draft, um, but, like, it's not over yet, but it's not many over it, so it's like... Um, I don't know if it's just the league being a bit greedy or what, but this is just, I don't know how to explain it, but like we've gone from having like smaller draft classes, because I remember the smaller draft classes, to having a lot of teams um, and then having it where we used to have 100 in a draft and stuff like that, like 100 players at one point. Um, but I feel like there's a disconnect in the, you know, the GM's heads in some of the older you know, GMs for all the teams, where we've added these t four new teams essentially. Um, in the last span of like four seasons, yeah. So that's going to keep pushing the draft position back. And right, yeah. And and what used to be a higher pick and stuff like this. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's it, it, it's one of the things where it's like, um, yeah. Um, what we can get on to next is um, just a quick thing of. I put it into the locker room earlier, but what do you? What are your predictions for the season? I mean, you I could go. What for... I put originally was very wrong. You can change it. You can go change it if you do think that. Really, I can. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, pretty... <laughs> what I'm at the minute um, really feeling happy with is my prediction that I put in the locker room um, is wrong. But it's not massively wrong. And obviously you can't just go for one sim, but like um, what Gurin did. But you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like I did better than I expected with that guess. Because um, the one what really threw a lot of people off, and I'm going to guess it's the same with you, um, uh, Valor. Yeah. Or Tem Sims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can imagine something that really like messed Valor up and I'm imagining a load of other. Um, is crabs. Yeah, basically the crabs did not have a very good offseason. They basically, like, tore the whole roster apart. I don't blame, blame the crabs. I feel, like, really bad for them because um, they lost a few players to expansion and then didn't get them back. Then they lost um, some others, and I can't even remember how, but essentially they couldn't re-sign them, I think it was. That were it. And when yep, they lost Norks, yeah. So when they lost Nox and stuff, it's like what other options you got over then rebuild and it's just quite how it went. So let's because apparently we're hitting nearly the hour mark. 
so what we can do just before like, we decide to wrap this up is we should get a podcast questions. Yeah, because we actually have a thread opened up. Yeah, we have a thread opened up, and I hope more people in the future will actually start asking us questions because um, we've got like three, got three people replies this time around. Yeah, which yeah. I only have about five minutes left before I have to get back to work. So if we want to yeah. go ahead and have the questions, it's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So, the question is... Right, so we've got this from Griff001. Um, these are obviously, like, some of these are stupid. So, I'll, I'll skip... I, I'll say them and you can just say them quick because the two of them are stupid. Which is, what is your favourite kind of cheese? It's American or sometimes provolone. American for, me, for my uh, burgers, provolone for my Subway sandwich. There you go. I, I, I'm definitely a fan of Provolone, but Havarti is definitely one of my favorite cheeses. Um, Red Leicester, Brie. Um, <laughs> there's loads of different ones that we get over here. That's really nice. Um, 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 there's one which is really nice, which is like, I think it's called Van- uh, Bavarian Smoked Cheese. And they have like this rind around the outside that sort of tastes like a meat. Which is lovely, and it is an edible rind. Um, before anyone asks, it, it's edible, so it is fine to eat. Um, the next one is uh, favorite kind of animal. Hmm, this is actually a hard one. Pe- uh, penguin. For a while, for me, me, it's been an elephant, but a lot of people recently call me a snake at times. So <laughs> I think it's probably a snake, even though dealing with one in the backyard is not fun. I've certainly, I've always been interested in uh, big and dangerous cats, so a tiger would probably be my favorite. See, yeah. with me, it's it's a penguin. I sadly became a penguin person where that is now my identity, apparently. <laughs> um, uh, so next one is, um, this is a natural, say like that one, what one British? Penguin? Penguin. I have um, no idea how Goins expects me to pronounce that. Uh, next question is: Is when will Kashima be able to compete for a World Series? It's it's at least four to five seasons, at at least. Look, the thing is, is there's the question about you know competing in a World Series, and then making the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? He's probably being referring able to possibly be a serious contender. Yeah, so like, I, think I think we're about four or five seasons out from at least a playoff berth. I'd say see, six I, and or I, seven I, from a World Series contender. See, I, I see it differently. I see it three, about three to actually, you know, potentially making the playoffs if we keep where we are and like with if we get some decent you know, acquisitions and just to be in the playoffs, and then in between yeah. four to six for winning it if you keep. On the same timeline as everyone else, and there is on ways the, that. Hmm? On the best timeline, I'm thinking probably six, five or five to seven seasons for the World Series, and maybe three to four for the playoffs. Like yeah, because the thing is with playoffs, I have seen teams like turn around pretty quickly, um, which I feel like with the cap dropping, and I know a lot of people wanting the cap to go up, but the problem is, is if the cap goes up, we're not going to have where. We have now where the um, teams are genuinely because of these cap troubles. I I've loved this off season, by the way. Um, 
Would you know because of the amount of moves and stuff because of the crap dropping um, i love that kind of thing i love having to like having to do this kind of um big changes over the off season i don't know if it i, I know i'm probably on the like outlier age you know due to the fact that i've got a new team um but i've always found that i'm going to skip the next question because i feel like that would be tampering yep that is 100 percent tampering um though though it does say prospects in the league and it doesn't say yeah, that it has to be. Was it called? So it, 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 so it says. Tra- it says, are you interested in tra- trading for none? I'm not interested in trading for any prospects. Um, and that's, that's because... nice try. You're trying to t- make us do tampering on a podcast. However, what I could say is I could easily make a a, t- a thing, and I might do it for the next one, which is make a thing of a team that I think would be doing well in the future. You know, out of season 22 recruits because i think that might be a good interesting idea for next turn um because oh. obviously that's not tampering it's just something to look forward to because i like it might be a good idea you know to like make a list of people i think would be doing good and then like let's uh, look at it again next season i think that would be an interesting thing um and if i could pick any player or prospect i'm not gonna lie to you like another quick thing would be is i feel like i've got the prospect i wanted as well i've got the ones i wanted if not i would have tried to get them that, that's another thing i can say as well yeah makes um, sense um so next one is is by valor i uh, have a which, bunch of questions yeah so first one is um any breakout players so far so to me there's been you valor who's broken out cloudera yeah has been doing very well nowhere. Um, I mean, I can tell you a player that was at a, like a massive regression. That's me. Um, um, let me have a look. Who else we've got? Um, uh, to anyone else? Anyone else you would say is a breakout player? Mm. We take around the league. I haven't seen any players broke out just yet, but I think that's it. We have very few in the league right now. But I like to say this: the fight for rookie of the year is going to be a dog fight this year. A lot of, of the, rookies are wrong. Yeah. I think one of the things that's going to be interesting is what Gorin just brought up is Naz Hamed. Um, he went from twentieth to number one in his regression class due to. Having one massive update. Um, so the next one is what thoughts from recent changes to podcast. Now the question is, was this asked? Was this asked when the original podcast thing was posted, or the one afterwards? Like that's the question. Yeah, it was the original one. I was thinking around that time. Yeah, we're well, going to do like one hour. Yeah, and you only got one, one bill per hour. And yeah, and that was the only change. I hated that change, in my opinion. Um. Well, it's interesting because obviously there is the thing of it being a bad idea, but at the same time, like that system was up for abuse massively, and I was going to abuse that system. Because um, at the minute we're doing four hours, one hour, yeah. Um, and the thing was, is this one hour system that they were going to do um, made it unless you like me, where uh, you have got time to burn. Um, it made it useless for the, you know, the average person who does it just once. But I've got t- yeah. tons of time. I could have recorded a podcast every day. 
right? Okay, and then they would have seen how ridiculous it is. Dedicate usually like an hour day to do a podcast. Yeah. Um, but, but that's what I'm trying to say is like realistically for the person who can do one hour, like one podcast, one podcast a, 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 a week, then obviously this system we've got the new one where it's four million is a lot better. Um, what is everyone's guilty pleasure? Well, first of all, I actually disagree that guilty pleasures exist. Really? Yeah, I don't think I don't think you should ever be guilty about something that you, brings you enjoyment. There's no unless unless the thing that you know brings you enjoyment is illegal, yeah. Then there's no reason to feel guilt. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of them things like I've always thought like when I hear that term, it's just it makes me question it. Um. Uh, but I, I guess if we're gonna go by the terms of what people would class as guilty pleasures, um. I guess just listening to the soundtrack to Initial D whilst drunk off of my head is quite a guilty pleasure of mine and forcing my family members to listen to it. Did that, I think it was last Christmas. Because I remember my little brother going, stop running, stop running away, stop singing, stop singing um, Space Boy at me. (laughs) Um... Who is the worst Among Us player on the team? So I've not played Among Us with a lot of people on the team. However, I think Gurun played with us and he didn't understand what he was doing. So that made him a pretty bad player, but it's more of a bad in, in the sense of he doesn't know what he was doing. Um Dren's not good at lying, but that's but at the same time no one ever suspects Dren. Yeah, Dren's pretty much under the radar. I'm usually good unless somebody catches me using a vent. Yeah, but Dren's a terrible... Like, do you want to know, actually, can I tell you the real realistic person I think's the worst? They're not on his team and they're not in... We should... This might, I might be going off the rails here, yeah. but we should probably play a game after this podcast. If people are free, why not? Do you want to know the be- Do you want to know the worst one I've actually seen? This is my little brother. <laughs> He's brilliant. Um, because we are playing with him the other day. And... Um, <laughs> He killed someone, and I said to him, um, where were you? And he went, I killed someone. This is where it gets better, are you ready? He wasn't even the person on. He just wanted to cause shit. What? Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, okay. Left it at that. That's weird crap. Yeah. He says, if we were to have one player off each team, who would it be? Well, technically, we already did that in the expansion yeah. draft. <laughs> As well, um, what was the most 2020 thing to happen? Now, I'm going to be honest here, and I know 2020 has been a bad year for most people. Yeah. It's not been a bad year for me. I, I, I've not had any of the bad things that most people have had for 2020. Um, 2020 has been the year that I've been able to finally accept myself, so that's why. Alright, so... Sorry I disappeared on you, I had to take... No, that's fine. We're talking about the 2020 question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright, uh, I think the worst thing was probably the, the Beirut explosion at Lebanon. For me, that was just like, geez, like this year is just not going to let up. 
things like with 2020 when I think about it. I just like some of the memes that have come out. I don't know if you've seen it where um, there's a picture of a guy who's like sat waiting for New Year to roll around, you know, 2021. Um, and he gets to 11.59 in the image and then all of a sudden it next image underneath it's like says 11.60. Like, like the year refuses to end. Or 2020.5. Like, it's just 11.60 like time's broken because how weird 2020 is. Yeah, it's one of them things where it's very, um, I don't know, like, um, other than that, like, genuinely for me, there's been a lot of things that have actually come positive out of the stuff like COVID, um, because I've been able to address things that I don't think I'd have been able to otherwise. Um, oh, so man, I, I've got a lot of projects done at home because of it. Yeah, like, with, with me, I've been able to come out as trans. Um, I've been able to deal with some uh, issues that I had with um, stuff such as rejection, because um, before beginning of this year, um, I'd been looking for a job for two years and constantly getting rejection. No yeah, well, oh, well, thing with me, I've actually got an interview, and it's um, an interesting thing how that came up, uh, which I'll throw in quickly. Do you know the te this team? Uh, has led for me getting an interview for a job. Really? Yeah, because um, the graphics that I made for the like team and stuff, and a few other sports teams that I made inside have been are in my portfolio, and basically they are my new portfolio for my um, graphic design stuff. Um, and as a result, it's actually got me um, for the first time an actual job interview in like two years and it's really exciting and i'm just waiting for him to respond to me now cause... that's awesome yeah, yeah. That's awesome. i mean if you think about it your role and the roles of a lot of other people in the league you guys i, I know this is a simulation but this is like giving you legitimate experience with managing people and managing yeah resources uh, and other things that would give you experience with just you know work-related type activities i mean i know with gurren like gurren's experience in the league is just fighting pee pee poo poo at people that's gurren's role if you didn't realize other than the like, fact for that there's example, and stuff. i feel like i could get hired somewhere because of a pretty good you know with my sim league articles like mm. you know it's funny you say that because i've wondered about that you know with all the practice some of these people get with the articles they write and even like what we're doing right now with the podcast like it just opened it's a, it opens a lot of people's horizons to things yeah. that they probably don't do outside it's of interest, Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the podcast because my thing with podcasts started out here, um, um, here in the VHL, but then I bought a better mic and stuff like that. Um, um, I actually started getting a better mic and stuff, and the reason why I did that is I, I want to at some point start a podcast based on um, an English podcast for people who want to know more about the... Um, um, to deal with the MPB, um, but I don't feel like I'd want to go it alone, and I can't find anyone who would be interested to cover the MPB with me. Um, yeah, I mean, and it, it's one of the things. This is a great trial run for you, if nothing else. You know, just all this. Yeah. Getting... I mean, the the thing is, is obviously like, I've done a few podcasts, and I swapped like to a team one. And the reason why I wanted to swap to a team podcast over, over and is 
genuinely mainly because then I can help other people get money because um, um, genuinely money's worth nothing to me in this league anymore. <laughs> Got way too much. Get pressed. I would get pressing onto this. I've actually asked him. Um, what were you saying, Ark? I was saying you you can share the money if you want, but I, I want to touch back on uh, COVID real quick because you guys reminded yeah. me as I was walking back to my desk that, that um I don't think I would have joined the league. I don't think I would be in PBE or even found a sim if it wasn't for COVID because I was really bummed yeah. out that Major League Professional or MLB Major League uh, Baseball got delayed. Yeah. And then I'm guessing, like, you saw the posts and stuff, or, like, some way to find it. Like, I've been sort of fortunate, because my league that I follow, which is MPB, did start up a bit longer than everyone else, and I'm pretty sure it's still going. Um, so, I never had that disconnect with, you know, having to wait because of thing, but I did with hockey, and um, that did lead me on to joining stuff like the VHL. Um yeah, I mean, it was just to fill my baseball need that I even yeah. gave it a look because there was no actual baseball going on. Yeah, I mean, I actually got people right. to start. I got some people to start watching MPB because of that as well, actually. Because like, there's no baseball, and I'm like, but the MPB's playing. Come watch a game with me. Um, <laughs> that went over, and uh, we were watching a game, and I, it was um, the other next Blue Jays player, and I can't remember how you pronounce his name. Um, Japanese boot blue uh, blue jazz player. Um, he go, he gives brilliant interviews. Um, can't remember his name, but yeah, it's one of them things where yeah, you can't split money for these anymore. But at the same time, it's not terrible because before um, the person would get a lot less than the do Nagaran. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's I, I was joking. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're all getting more than what we would have gotten before. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, tell you what, uh, I got You gotta go. Thank, yeah. thank you for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're about to wrap it up anyway. So yeah, um, with that, obviously, I think that's a natural end to it. So um, we've we've gone over as hour anyway. Um, shorter than normal at least we stuck to um topic for once um but yeah um thanks for listening everyone all right thanks everybody appreciate thanks everyone except goran sitting in here yeah that guy he's just sitting here just listening just throwing pot shots at us the entire time yeah (laughs)